Hello everyone, today we're learning for this fifth reading of Parshas Vayishlach, the story, the episode relating to Dina, the daughter of Jacob. Chapter number 34 in Genesis in Bereshis, verse number 1. Dina, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Yaakov, went out to observe the local girls. Like mother, like daughter, why say the daughter of Leah? Um, wasn't she also the daughter of Yaakov? Because she went out, she was very outgoing. Um, Leah also went out, and uh, as we see in the earlier verse, that Leah went out to meet Jacob. Uh, to Shechem, the son of Hamar, the Chivi, the prince of the country, saw her, and he took her, lay with her, and abused her, says Rashi. He lay with her in the usual manner, and he abused her by lying with her in an unusual manner. Three, he felt attached to Dina, the daughter of Yaakov, and he loved the girl and spoke to the girl convincingly. Basically said things that make someone... Uh, words of appealing words to the heart. Look how much your, your your money your father spent on a small piece of field. I will marry you and will then acquire the city with all its fields. For Shechem spoke to Hamor's father saying, Take this young girl for me as a wife. Five, meanwhile, Yaakov had heard while his sons were with his livestock in the, livestock in the field that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dina, but Yaakov kept silent until they came. Verse number six, Hamor, Shechem, his father, went out to, to Yaakov to speak with him. When uh, Zion, seven, when Yaakov's sons heard what had happened, they came in, the, in from the field and, they men, and the men became upset and were very angry for Shechem had committed a disgraceful act among the people of Israel by lying with Yaakov's daughter and such a thing was not done. Says Rachi, what does it mean such a thing wasn't done? To violate virgins for even for the, uh, the nations of the world withheld themselves from immoral relationships as a result of the flood, before the flood they were very immoral, and that was a result, they took upon themselves not to do that anymore. Verse number 8, Hamar spoke with them, saying, Shechem, my son, his soul desires your daughter, please let him marry her. Chashka says Rashi means uh, desires. 9, and, and intermarry with us, give your daughters to us, and our daughters take for yourselves. Verse 10, and you shall live with us, and the land will be at your disposal. disposal. Dwell and to trade with it. And establish yourselves there. Eleven Shechem then said to her father and to her brothers, May you regard me favorably, and whatever you tell me to give, I will give. Twelve, demand of me a large amount of dowry and, pre- and presents, and I will give as much as you tell me. Just give me this girl as a wife. Says Rashi, a dowry, this is, Mohar is a marriage contract, is the marriage contract. Thirteen, Yaakov's sons responded astutely to Shechem, who had defiled Dina, their sister, and to Hamar, his father, and they spoke with him. Um, literally, it says, cunningly means astutely. Um, who had defiled. The verse tells us that there was no real deceit, for he had defiled their sister and therefore deserved punishment. 14, they said to, to them, we are unable to do this thing, to give our sister to a man who has a foreskin, for it is a stigma for us. In other words, Rashi explains, among, among us, in other words, one who wishes to insult his fellow tells him, you are an aral, an uncircumcised person, or benaral, the son of an uncircumcised person. The word cherpa always has meanings of insult. 15, only in this way will we be willing to agree to you if you will be able to uh, be like us t- to have every male among you circumcised. Um, Rashi explains, we will be willing to agree with you. Um, it is of the same root as the priests agreed Email to be circumcised, it is not an active cow form, but a passive nifal form. 16, we will then give our daughters to you, and your daughters we shall take for ourselves, and you, and we shall live with you and become one people.
you find it interesting when Hamar made the condition with Yaakov and the, and the response of Yaakov to Hamar, they each one showed the importance. In other words, they put the importance on the children of Yaakov. They will take whichever of Shem's daughters they chose and we will give from whichever daughters we want to give to you. But when Hamar and Shechem spoke to the people of their city, they switched it around. They says, we will take their daughters and give them whichever ones we want. 17. But if you do not heed us to be, un- to be circumcised, we shall take our daughter and go. 18. Hamar and Shechem. Hamar's Chum- son were pleased with their proposal. 19. The young man did not delay carrying out the matter, for he wanted Yaakov's daughter, and he was the most respected of everyone in his father's household. 20. Hamar came with his son Shechem, to the gate of their city, and they spoke to the men of their city, saying, 21. These men are wholeheartedly with us. They will live in the land and trade in it, and the land is expansive enough to accommodate them. We shall take their daughters as wives, and our daughters give to them. What does Shlemi mean? They basically are b'shalom, they're at peace and with a full heart, and and the land is expansive enough. There's plenty, basically, uh, of, of... it's like a metaphor, like a person who hands, whose hand is wide and generous. In other words, you will not lose anything by their trade here, for much merchandise comes here from surrounding areas but has no buyers, so we will do business with them. 22, only in this way, however, will the men be willing to agree to live with us and to become one people when every male among us circumcised is circumcised just as they are circumcised. 23, are not their livestock, their possessions, and all their animals already ours? Just let us agree to their demand, and they will dwell with us. 24. All those who came out to the gate of the city listened to Hamar and Shechem, his son, and every male, everyone who came out to the gate of the city was circumcised. On the third day, when the people of the city were in pain, two sons of Yaakov, Shimon and Levi, Dina's brothers, each took his sword, and they attacked the city, confidently killed every male. Says Rashi, two sons of Yaakov, they were sons, but nevertheless, Shimon and Levi acted like other people who were not his sons, for they did not ask his advice. Dina's brothers, they were called, says Rashi, because they risked their lives for her. They were specifically called her brothers. Confidently, because the people of the city were in pain. A Gadak explanation is they were confident in the strength of the elder Yaakov. 26. They also put Hamar and Shechem, his son, to death by the sword and took Dina from Shechem's house and left. 27. Yaakov's sons plundered the dead and looted the city that had defiled their Sister, literally, they came on the dead. It means in order to strip the dead, to take the loot. 28, they took their sheep, goats, cattle, and donkeys, and whatever was in the city and in the field. 29, they also plundered all their property and captured their children and women and everything that was in the houses. Chilam basically means their money, monetary possessions, Um. Shavu, this is an expression of taking captive and therefore it is accented on the last syllable. 30, Yaakov then said to Shimon and and to Levi, you have made me perturbed by ruining my reputation among the local inhabitants, the the Kanani and the the Prezi. I'm only a few people and they will unite against me and smite me and then I and my household will be wiped out. Rachartim says Rashi, this is similar to my machurim murky waters my mind, in other words, my mind is not clear now. And a Gadak explanation is, the barrel was clear and you spoiled it. It was a tradition among the Kanani that they would fall into the hands of Yaakov's children, but they said that this would not happen until you increase your numbers and then take possession of the land. Therefore, they had kept quiet until now. 
The same misbar means a few people. Verse 31, they replied, Should he have been allowed to treat our sister like an abandoned woman? Literally, chazona means like an abandoned woman. Should they treat like a sister that way? Chapter 35, verse number 1. God then said to Yaakov, Arise, go up to Basel and live there and make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you were running away from your brother. Basically, he told him, Rashi says, because you tarried on the way and did not hasten to fulfill your vow, when he left, he said he was going to make that a home for God, you were punished and this trouble befell your daughter. So Yaakov, verse number 2, so Yaakov said to his household and to everyone who was with them, remove the idols that are with you and purify yourselves and change your clothes. Basically, the idols that came from the spoils of war, uh, from the spoils from Shechem, from Nablus, and uh, purify yourselves from idol worship and change your clothes. Maybe you have some clothing, the possession of a garment of an idol worship. Three, let us then arise and go up to Basel, and I shall make an altar there to God, who answers my prayers on the day of my distress and was with me on the road I traveled. For they gave Yaakov all the idols they had and their earrings in their ears, and Yaakov buried them under the Ela tree, which is near Nablus, near Shechem. The Ela tree, this is a type of non-fruit-bearing tree, literally, which Shechem means near Shechem. Five, then they journeyed, and the fear of God was upon the surrounding cities, and they did not pursue Yaakov's sons. Chitas means fear. It's interesting, Chitas also means Chumash Tilim Tanya, Acronym for the daily Chumash, the daily Tanya and Tilim that we do. And it causes a fear of the evil inclination that doesn't bother us. So it's a very powerful lesson to learn every day, these three teachings, especially. And when tomorrow Tanya finishes, we're going to start over from the beginning. Verse number six Yaakov came to Luz, that is Basel, which is the land of, in the land of Canaan. He and all the people who were with him, seven, he built an altar there and called the place God who was in Basel, for God had revealed himself to him there when he was fleeing from his brother. Kale means the Holy One source of blessing who is in Basel. In other words, he, his divine presence is revealed in Basel. Sometimes there are words that are missing the requisite Bayes prefix, as in he is indeed the house of Machir, B'nai Machir. Um, God who had revealed himself to him. There are many places um, where the terms of godliness, alakus, and mastery, adnus, are written in plural form, so don't be worried about it. But the other names you don't find in plural form. The other names of God. Eight, Devorah, Rivka's nurse, then died, and she was buried below Basel at the bottom of the Alon Plain, and Yaakov named it Alon Bachus, of weep, a plain of weep, uh, uh, Alon Plain of Bachus weeping. Um, Devorah passed away. What, is, what, is, has to, what does this have to do? How did Devorah come to be with Yaakov's household? The answer is that because Rivka had said to Yaakov, I shall then send for you and take you from there. She had sent Devorah to him, to Padanaram, to tell him to leave there. But she had died on the way. I learned this from the words of Reisha Darshan. So 20 years earlier, she had told um, told um, Yaakov that she would pick, have son, someone to pick him up, if you include the 14 years actually that he learned in, in, before he left, so that it would have been 34 years before. Below Basel, the city is situated on the mountain, and she was buried at the foot of the mountain. Tachas alone, Ongus translates this at the bottom of the plain, for there was a plain above 
on the slope of the mountain and the burial was below. And the plain of Basel was called Alon. And the Gadok explanation is he was informed there of another mourning, for he was also told that his mother had passed, and alone in Greek means another. And because the day of her death was kept secret, so that people would not curse the womb that gave birth to Esau, the verse did not publicize it either. Verse number 9, God appeared again to Yaakov on his way from Padan Aram and blessed him. Oid again, another time, once on his going and once on his returning. And he blessed him, Berchat Avelim, the blessing of the consolation of mourners. Verse number 10, God said to him, Your name is Yaakov. You will no longer be named Yaakov, but instead your name will be Israel, Yisrael. And he named him Yisrael. What does it mean? When you say the word Yaakov, it means a person who comes deceitfully, Bakva, and in an underhand manner. But rather, your name will be Israel, an expression meaning prince and leader, Sar. 11. God then said to him, I am the all-sufficient God. Be fruitful and multiply a nation, and a group of nations will be produced from you, by you, and kings will ascend from you. I am the name Shake. This is actually the name on the mezuzah. That name means, I am the all-sufficing God, for I have sufficient power to bless, since the blessings are mine. Be fruitful and multiply. God gave him this blessing because Binyamin was not yet born, even though Rachel had already become pregnant with him from Yaakov. A nation, this refers to Yaakov. Nations, this refers to Manasseh and Ephraim, who were to be born to Yosef and who are counted among the tribes. Malachim and kings, this refers to Shaul and Ishbaisis, who were from the tribe of Binyamin and were not yet born. And it was this verse that Avner explained in this sense when he made Ishbaisis king. The tribes also explained it too, it's so, and therefore drew the tribe of Binyamin close again. For it is written, No man among us shall give his daughter to the tribe of Binyamin as a wife. That's from the book of, of Judges. But they retracted and said, If Binyamin were not counted among the tribes, the Holy One, source of blessing, would not have said to Yaakov regarding Binyamin, and kings will descend from you. Goyo Gal, Goyim, a nation and a group of nations, his sons are destined to become nations, in other words, to be the same number as the nations of the world, which are 70 people. So too, the whole Sanhedrin consisted of 70 members. Another explanation, his sons are destined to offer sacrifices as the nations do at a time when it is forbidden to sacrifice at, at provisional altars in the times of Elijah. And that concludes today's lesson in the Tanya for the fifth day for Thursday of Parsha Svayish. Just a thought, in the year 1843, the third Rabbi of Chabad, known as Tzemach Tzedek, said he was going to, to Petersburg. At some point it was called Leningrad. And he was going for a special meeting there, an important meeting on behalf of the Jewish people. And he stopped at his mother's resting place to pray by Dvorah Leah, his mother, who gave her life when the Alter Rebbe, the founder of Chabad, was sick. She gave her life. She went over to open up the ark in front of great rabbis and said, I'm hereby giving my life. If my father was supposed to pass on, I'm taking that upon myself, she said. She said because of her self-sacrifice for the Hasidic movement, she was able to be in heaven and go into the, the chambers of the Baal Shem Tev. 
and intercede on behalf of that he be successful for the teachings of Chassidus and for the Jewish people. And when the Baal Shem Tov, he spoke to the Baal Shem Tov, Baal Shem Tov said, your son is thoroughly knowledgeable in the the, 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 the Chumash, the five books of Moses, Tehillim, Psalms, and Tanya. And that stands for Chitas, which means fear, as in the verse that the people feared the children of Jacob and they didn't fight with them. Someone that knows these letters well uh, has the fear of the others around and has blessed. The fear is the negative side, so to speak. So learning Chumash Tilantanya is very important. So I encourage everyone, especially with the new cycle beginning Shabbat, to join us. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.